So can you see what God is saying to us? It's not individually. It's not this tribe or that tribe and say, oh, you know, we have accomplished so much. Uh, we thank God. No, it's more than that. Because God is after a nation. He is not after a tribe who is so successful, who can boast about their success. He's after a nation. Unless every tribe take possession of the promised land, then the promise has not been fulfilled. The mission has not been accomplished. A nation has not been established. Abraham's promise, God's promise to Abraham has not been fulfilled. That's what it is. So for those of us, we have conquered the land in the last year. We have entered in. God is saying, no, you have to help your brothers. You have to help those who are weak. You have to help those who are slow. You have to help them so that they too can enter in. For those of us who are not entering in, God is saying, now is the time. You rise up and you take possession of the land. Okay, so what God is trying to say to us is, not, is that we are not to look at self. Because it's not about self. It's about the whole big picture that God has of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. This is what we've been talking about, you know, all this while. Okay, so if you want to listen to more of that message, it's up on the website. Uh, you can listen to it. But this morning I want to talk about, I'll continue with where I left off the previous Sunday. We're talking about walking in the light. Walking in the light. When we walk in the light, we are living in the Word of God. We are walking according to the Word of God. And when we do that, our mind will be renewed. Because there's a pattern, there's an old pattern in our mind that, that has been formed through our growing uh, years, through our time in this world, our influence by the world. So there's a pattern inside our mind. Uh, what uh, uh, the scripture describes as do not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed. So that pattern caused us to think certain way. And when the Word of God comes in, we reject the Word of God because that pattern cannot accommodate what God is saying. So that's why we have to break that pattern in our mind. So when we walk in the light, the light shines in. The light breaks that. We allow the Word of God to work to reason in us, so it breaks that pattern so that we can discern what is the will of God. Okay, another thing is this. When we walk in the light, when we walk with God, we walk in fellowship with one another. This is what we're talking about this morning. So if we are not able to, to, to join in, if we are not able to flow in fellowship with others, you know, then we have to ask ourselves, am I walking in the light? Because if I'm walking in the light, definitely I will be able to fellowship with one another. We're going to look at the scripture uh, uh, in a minute. So this, this teaching has to do with what I share on 31st night, you know, uh, or just now I mentioned, that we are to function together, we are to work together, we are to flow as one, you know. So fellowship, meaning we are flowing as one. We're able to relate to one another. We are able to work together uh, to, to move forward. Okay, let's go back to that scripture that I read last week. 1 John 1, verse 5 to 10. 1 John 1, verse 5 to 10. We want to read it together 
in context. We're not going to pick up one verse and explain things. We're going to read it together so that we have a deeper understanding of what this passage is talking about. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you, God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. Verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Verse 7, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Verse 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His word has no place in our lives. So if you look at verse 7, it says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purify us from all sin. So can you see the Word of God is very clear. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Right? This, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and the blood of Jesus cleanses from our sin. Ask yourself, why if we have fellowship with one another and then he said the blood of Jesus cleanses from our sin? You think about that. So, uh, the Word of God has assumed that we, when we walk in the light, we are already in a community. We are already in the one another. We are already having relationship uh, 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 with one another because we are already in the body of Christ. We are already in the family of Christ. So we have relationship. We have responsibility towards one another. So if we walk in darkness, that means we can't continue. We can't keep this fellowship that we have with one another. Okay, so, uh, uh, so the, the unity, the oneness uh, is so important. And I ask you the question, why does it continue to say that then the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from our sin? And the verses before it, the verses after it, is talking about, you know, if we do not acknowledge our sin, uh, we, we make him to be a liar, and, and so on. You see, in this fellowship that God has brought us in, there will be problems. We have sin in, in our life. The people that we fellowship with have sin in our life. But because we are living in fellowship with God, and through that fellowship, we understand the heart of God. We understand the nature of God. We understand that He desires mercy than sacrifice. He is a God of reconciliation and God of peace. We understand all this out of our fellowship with God. Then when we come into fellowship with one another, with all its problems, 
with all the 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 the, the uh, failing and the disappointment, the hurts, the conflicts that we have, what do we do? Now we know, in our fellowship with God, this is what God do, and this is how we are to to deal with one another, in grace, in mercy, in forgiveness, in acceptance, and that's how we can maintain the fellowship. Otherwise, we will not be able to maintain the fellowship. So I hope we, we, we begin to, to understand why some of these verses are creeping in here, uh, uh, you know, when it talks about our fellowship with one another, because in our fellowship, there is, there is problem. There will be if, if you do not have problem. You know, because different one of us, we have different kind of characters, we have different kind of weaknesses, and we irritate one another. Sometimes we, we just cannot get on. You know? And so that's why we need to fellowship with the Father in order to be able to fellowship with one another. So, so what does it tell us in the process of fellowshipping? In the process of fellowshipping, We've got to humble ourselves just like we humble ourselves before the Father and say, Father, forgive my sin. And that's how I enter into His presence. So we humble ourselves with one another. We allow one another to speak into our lives. That means fellowship meaning, I will be able to tell you your fault. You'll be able to tell me my fault. And I will accept it because I humble myself. You see, but a lot of time when we fail in our fellowshipping with one another, what happened? Because when you tell me my fault, I don't like it. I fight back. I accuse you, you know. You think you're so good. Huh? You're also the same. Huh? Why, you, why you talk to me like this? You see? You see, we're not accepting people's correction and we're attacking the other person to justify what we do. Right? If it's another person... Then you say, then we, we say, you think that person is also so good. Huh? And sometimes we compare with one another. We say, why he can do this? Why I can't do it? Can you have you heard this kind of argument in your conversation or in your relationship, fellowshipping one another? Many times. Many times. And that's why we are not able to continue the fellowship. Why? Because we claim to have no sin. That's what it means here. We claim to have no sin. You say, no, 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 I come before God and say, I have, I'm sin. I'm a sinner. Well, this is what you come before God. But when you come before one another, you know, when that person corrects you, you attack the other person, you, you claim to have no sin. Because the one with no sin will take the first stone and, and cast it on the woman. You see, that's why he say, if you claim you have no sin in this context, he's not saying, oh, we, 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 we are so proud, we say we, we have no sin before God. He's not saying that. It's in the context of fellowshipping with one another. We act as if we are right, even though we know we are wrong, but we don't want to acknowledge it. So with that kind of attitude, right, we can't fellowship. We can't continue to fellowship. So, to walk in the light doesn't mean that we don't sin. It doesn't mean that we have no fault. We are, you have to defend ourselves to, to get ourselves right. To walk in the light meaning we can see where is our fault. We can see where is our weaknesses. That's why the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. 
You see, so if you can't see your own weaknesses, you can't see your fault, you have to keep arguing, defending. You can't fellowship with people. People don't want to talk to you. People don't want to really relate to you. Why? Because, what did they say? No point in talking to the person. He doesn't listen one. He doesn't accept what people say. No point talking. You see, fellowship has been cut. Fellowship has been cut. We're not able to be one. But when people talk to you, you're willing to listen. The next time you make a mistake, people will come and talk to you because they find that you are approachable. You're you're walking in the light. You can see things. So therefore we talk. But if they talk to you, it always ends up in an argument and not you accusing them or or attacking another person or denying. Eventually, people just don't want to talk because you remain walking remain to walk in darkness. You can't see the light. Right? So walking in the light means we can see because we're listening to people. We're fellowshipping with people. And this is part of fellowshipping. You're able to talk to me. I'm able to talk to you. We talk heart to heart. You know, rather than keep a distance. You see, even though we're together, we're talking, but we're not talking about real things. That's not fellowship. That's because we know we can't fellowship. So therefore, we maintain a status quo. Right? We continue to live in darkness. Or, or, or the other person, if it's not your, your problem, is the other person continue to live in darkness because you just can't fellowship with the person. Okay? So we see that there is a lot of grace that God is giving to us as uh, we fellowship with one another so that we can continue to fellowship with one another. Okay. Yep, but when there come a time when, when we are not able to fellowship with another person, not necessarily because of our own fault, but rather the other person is so uh, walking in, in darkness, doesn't want to come into the light, right? Uh, even if we feel that we are in the right, we don't go and, and, and attack the other person. We just leave it to God. Yeah? Uh, some people feel that, you know, if, that, if I feel the other person is wrong, if the person doesn't listen to me, then I'm, I act like God. I begin to judge the person. I begin to slander the person. I begin to gossip about the person. I begin to influence others in order to get others to support me. Then you're walking in darkness. You're not walking in the light. Okay? So we just... Leave it to God because God knows the time to work. So we just uh, keep it as that. So we need to learn how to let go. We need to learn how to forgive because sometimes light and darkness cannot work together. That's the truth, right? Uh, So uh, we have to accept the reality of that kind of situation. Okay, so walking, number two, point two, walking in darkness is walking in self-deception. Verse 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Remember, I keep emphasizing, you look at the context of these verses that we are talking about, right? We're not just taking out this verse because oftentimes that's what we do. So we say, oh no, I have no problem. I know that I'm a sinner. I I come before God and ask God to forgive my sin. I never say I have no sin. You see, so we think that this verse is not talking to 
to us. But it's talking in the context of fellowship. Talking in the context of fellowshipping with one another. How we maintain this fellowship. And that's why he says here, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. I already explained to you the scenario of how this thing happened, right? Because we think we are right. We think the other person is wrong. So our attitude is, 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 is in defiance and, and, and defense and argue, accuse and so on, right? So, so it's in that context that we claim to be without sin. Because if we know that we have sinned, you see, our attitude will be totally different, right? We'll be soft, we'll be repentant, we'll be forgiving, uh, we, will, we will have understanding of the other person, and, 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 and it, it changes everything. And that's why you can fellowship. But if a person doesn't acknowledge his own sin and think that he's right, you know, and, and, and keep arguing and keep accusing, you see, you, you just can't carry on. You just can't fellowship with a person, right? So this is in that context. So when we are walking in darkness, it means where we're living in self-deception. We can't see our problem. We can't see what is happening. Remember I shared with you, okay, sorry, I, got, I didn't have the picture. Okay, look at what I'm drawing here. This is a big square. And it's divided into four sections. Johari's window about self-awareness. Okay? So, four square together. The first square is my open self. My open self is the self that you know, the self that I know. Okay? Uh, you can see me. You know the person is like that. I also know myself is like that. Okay, the... The box that's underneath is my secret self. My secret self is what I don't want you to know, what I'm hiding from you, so you don't know I'm like that. But I know what I'm truly like. Okay, so that's my secret self. Okay, so coming to this side, right, uh, that is my, uh, how should I say, Secret self, uh, uh, my secret self. This is my, okay, the last one is my unknown self. The last section here, the unknown self meaning I don't know myself and you don't know I'm like that. Only God knows. So that's a secret self. Okay, uh, this one is my blind self. I cannot see who I am. But you can see my fault clearly, my blind self. Right? So, I can't see, but you can see. So, what I need to do in order to know myself, in order to learn when I'm fellowshipping with one another, is to shift the line so that my open self becomes bigger and bigger because I'm listening to you telling me about my blind self and I'm correcting myself. So, it becomes an open self now. It's no longer blind. Okay, uh, and then 
my secret self because that's I'm hiding, you know. So I have to come before God and say, God, you know everything. You know this is me. So I open myself to the light and so I begin to change. So if we do that, then we become more and more open. We, we can fellowship with one another better because there's not a lot of things here and there hiding and, 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 and fighting and, and, and can't see and so on. Okay, so this is the purpose of fellowshipping with one another so that we become more like God because we, we, we're walking in the light. We, we, we know each other better and we help each other to, to know each other better. Okay, so, so if we claim we, to be without sin, we are deceiving ourselves. You know, you, your blind self, you cannot see yourself, right? Others can see, but you need to listen. If you don't listen, you're in pride, you are in self-righteousness, you are in denial, right? So you don't know who you really are. If you look down in verse 9, now you begin to look at the context of the verse. In verse 9, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His word has no place in our lives. Okay, so can you see the context of that verse? It's not, we cannot take it out. You know, normally we take out one verse, uh, verse 9. If we confess our sin, He's righteous, He'll forgive all our sin. Yeah, that's true. But in the context, in the context of our relationship with one another, with our problems that surface in our fellowshipping with one another, we need to confess our sin. We need to acknowledge our sin. And then, the grace of God will come in. The forgiveness of God will come in. Restoration will take place. Fellowship will continue. But if not, God say, you're living in darkness. Darkness has come in. But if we live in darkness during that kind of situation, we open the door for the enemies to come in. We open the door for devil to come in to want to destroy, to want to divide our fellowship uh, destroy our fellowship, destroy the life that God is releasing into us through our fellowship, eternal life that He's releasing. Verse up to 16. Then you see what the damage the enemy will do when we allow that kind of a, a, a relationship to, to, to get sour, to broken in our fellowshipping with one another. Uh, verse 14. Okay, verse uh, James 2 verse 14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you'll find disorder and every evil practices, uh, evil practice. Okay, sorry, it's chapter 3, verse 14 to 16. Okay, so, so when we come into conflict, when we have fellowship, what happened? Right? If we deny that we have sinned, we, we, you know, we are, we are right, we are so on and so on, but yet inside your heart, if your heart were bitter envy, bitterness come in, because you don't like what people tell you, you don't like how people treat you in that fellowship, uh, in the process, and then 
you envy, you compare. As I mentioned just now, you compare yourself with the other person. You feel that, you know, how come the other person are given favor or, or, or how come there is a, a favoritism and all this kind of thing. That's what, how you see things, right? So you begin to compare. Rather than look at yourself uh, 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 and, and, and see what's wrong, you begin to look at others, you begin to, to attack others. And then there is selfish ambition. You know, through it, you have personal gain. You have your own motive. You have your, 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 uh, what you can gain out of it. Rather than look at a picture of the whole situation, the whole fellowship and the whole church and so on, you know, you have selfish ambition inside. You have what you want to accomplish, what you want to do. You know, when you have that in your heart, Satan will come in because your heart is not pure. Your motive is not pure. How you see things is not pure. Okay, Satan will come in, will be able to come in uh, and bring about darkness. Okay, so when there is bitterness inside, what's the result? And, and bitter envy, what's the result? Uh, every kind of disorder and evil practice. Then they will speak against authority. They will bring about division. Uh, then then they, will, they will go to all length to bring about destruction. Every kind of evil practice. That means no limit. You know, that's why in this kind of situation, you find sometimes, hey, how come church people are like that? How come church people are worse than the world? Why? Satan has come in. The enemy has come in. Okay? So bring about the disorder. Bring about the, every kind of evil practices. Right? So we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. We don't want to allow the enemies to come in. Okay. And then, there's this killer verse. If you don't agree with what I say, if you don't like what I say, let me read to you this killer verse. You, you just can't argue. Okay. 1 John 2, verse 9 and verse 10. Uh, verse 9, 10, uh, verse 11. That's why I say we have to read it in context. Everyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brothers is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks, walks around in the, dark, uh, in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. Read verse 10 again for yourself. I told you, verse, verse 10 is a killer verse. Why? Because he said, if ever you felt you are being stumbled by people, you know, our brothers and sisters in the family, you are stumbled by brothers and sisters, that's your fault. Why? Because you have no love inside. If you have love inside, whatever your brothers or sisters did to you, you are not being stumbled. Look at it yourself. Isn't it killer of us? No. It doesn't give us any excuse, doesn't give us any room to defend ourselves and say, no, you know. No, no. You just keep quiet. Just shut up. Because that's a killer of us. You can't argue about it. Verse 10, okay? Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there's nothing in him to make him stumble. You got it? That's a killer verse. 
So just in case you want to argue, you want to defense, you know, no, you, you just keep quiet. That's the killer verse. Okay? So, so there's absolutely, well, this verse is, we've read it so many times. This is the first time I see it in such light. There's absolutely no excuse. You, you just can't argue. You just can't defend yourself. You know, if you have love, love covers a multitude of sin. Yes, we are not saying the person is right. Yes, we are not saying the person, what the person did is, is good. No, it's terrible. It's bad. But because of love, because there is love, I will not allow the enemies to come in. I will not allow this thing to destroy our fellowship. I will not. Because there is love. Right? So, uh, uh, so when, we, when we live in such manner, we will continue to grow. But if we don't, what happened? Verse 11. But whoever hates his brothers is in the darkness and walk around in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. So whenever we have bitterness, bitter envy, hate uh, against someone else, he said we're walking in darkness. So our eyes are blind. We cannot see ourselves. Maybe we only see the other person's fault, but we cannot see ourselves. Right? And that's why we react in, in, in that, that way. Okay, so we walk in darkness. We don't know where we are going. That means we, we just go around. We are going somewhere, but we, we don't know where we are going. So we keep going around in our Christian life. We never grow. We never break through. We, we don't see our problem. So we just go around because you say we don't know where we are going. Right, the last thing. Uh, if we walk in the light, then we walk wisely and we bear good fruits. If we walk in darkness, just now it says it brings death, it brings division, all kinds of evil practices, every disorder that comes in. So we are walking wisely, that means we are walking in love. Nothing that the brothers has done will cause us to stumble. So we are very wise, we do not allow the enemies, we know he's there, we know he wants to come in in this situation, but we will not let him come in. Okay, so, so how do we stop him from coming in? How do we prevent him from coming? Let's look at James 3, 13 to 18. James 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, for mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. But verse 18, peace may, my, my scripture verse is right, but is it the right uh, chapter? I don't know. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise the harvest of righteousness. Okay, so when we walk in the light, of course we walk in wisdom because God's light helps us to see everything clearly so that we can make the right decision. But it comes from a pure heart. Okay, it comes from a pure heart. So it's and and this is utmost important. When there is bitterness, when there are other things come in, you know, 
The enemy is there, right? And this kind of heart is peace-loving. We don't want division. Yes, yeah, conflict is unavoidable. Conflict is part of the process. But we don't want division to take place. Okay, so we are only, not only peace-loving, but we are also peacemakers. Considerate. Okay, we give room for others to make mistakes. Right? We, we understand why they behave in a certain way and, and so on. Submissive. We know, we, we understand authority, uh, the structure that is there. So, so with wisdom, we know, you know there is structure. There, there, we've got to submit, uh, uh, even though it goes against our ways. Full of mercy, and then uh, we will produce good fruit. Okay, so this morning, I, I trust that uh, we begin to understand that fellowshipping with one another is walking in the light. But when we can't fellowship with others, we really have to search ourselves. We, we are not there to accuse others. We are not there to point finger at others. We have to look at ourselves. Because when there is love, there is no stumbling. There's no stumbling. So we want to produce good fruits in the midst of this kind of adversary, this kind of difficulty, so that every one of us are benefited from it. We grow from it. We learn from the mistakes. We, we correct ourselves and, and we, we help the other person to grow by correcting the other person. So when we walk in such humility, such wisdom, in, in such love, then we are walking in the light. And when we have walked in the light, we will have fellowship with one, one another. So I hope that this year, We'll have great fellowship with one another. We'll grow deeper. We will not be afraid of problems. We'll not be afraid that when people point out our mistakes or when there's conflicts, we realize this is part of fellowshipping. Okay, so we are there to help to work through it so that our relationship grow deeper, our bonding grow deeper, so that the light of God will shine brighter in our life so we can reflect His glory. Okay, so in the midst of all this, the first thing we look at when there is a conflict, when there is a problem, is we look at ourselves. We look at ourselves. Yes, I know the other person may have a big problem. That's, you know, that's secondary. You look at yourself. What's, what's wrong? Even though there's nothing wrong, maybe you don't have enough love. Maybe that's what it is. So that is still, that's still our fault. Okay, so we want to look at ourselves and say, God, you know, I need more love, I need more grace, I need more patience, I, you know, and, and, and ask God to help us. Okay, so I hope this will help us to move on and work together as a, as a fellowship uh, in unity with one another. Amen.